Hello! Hope everybody is having an amazing day. So, of course, you guys know this is Caretober, and we have another amazing special person that I cannot wait to share with you guys. But, of course, we have to cue the intro, and then we'll be back with another amazing person that I love. So, I will see you guys in a second. Hey, guys, Carrie here, and welcome to the Visibility Playground podcast, the podcast that shares visibility journeys of entrepreneurs and teaches listeners how to use visibility to build their brand and attract an audience of raving fans and customers. Every week, we will be bringing you stories and advice from entrepreneurs who've achieved visibility success, as well as helpful tips and strategies to help you grow and scale your business and really get it in the way that you always wanted. So join us and let's create a world where your story of your business is seen and heard. Hey, girl. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing? Good. So this is Tamara. I love her so much. I remember when I first saw you, I was like, who is she? Who is she? Who is this girl with the hair, with the earrings? I need her in my life. Who is she? And I'm, and I'm like, running. I'm like, do you know? Uh, I think her name is like Tim. They were like, oh, oh, she is. I was like, is she? Isn't she? Isn't she the truth? Literally, like, I was like, who is she? I need her. And, like, so I was, like, admiring you from the far. And then I feel like, um, I want to say it was at uh, Marketer's Heart is where we got to finally, like, spend time together. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yes. And I'm like, I love her. I was like, I love her. I love her energy. I love her light. Like, I always admired you because I was like, she shows out. And anybody that can show out for me is like, it's it's a yes for me. <laughs> I know nothing else. I know nothing else. You know nothing else. <laughs> I was like, it's a yes for me. So to be able to, like, really connect with you and get to know you and just to get to know your heart. For me, I was like, Kara Tobert. Tamara has to be here. I need all because I think I was even highlighting you during um, She Who Marched. I was like, she's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That was such a beautiful campaign, and I'm so blessed to have been a part of it. So thank you for that. Thank you. Of again. course. No, like I think you're such a gift. I'm super excited to know you, and I'm super excited that you're here during Caretober. What other people? The government changed it. I don't know if you heard, but the government said October's done. Caretober, it is. I, I I did get the memo, so yeah, I'm here for it. I was like, okay, it. I got it. Yeah. So Caretober, caring, care, care for other people, shine other people, shine other people, and put them in the light. That's what it's all about. Exactly what it should be. So, mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank, thank you. It was. It's been. It's been like a 33, 32 and some years in the making. But you know. Okay. I finally that year 33 they finally were like you know what let's just go ahead and make Started it 32 years ago now we're here <laughs> <laughs> so okay so the people who do not know you can you please share to the world like how did you like who, who are you how did you get in this space why do you have such an amazing gift why the kids love you? Like literally, I show you, I show you to my niece. I'm like, niece, see, this gonna be the one. She gonna help, she gonna get you together because I can't. I love it. I love it. So I'm like, who you are? Like that was that's a lot. So I'm just gonna give y'all the little, the, the small version. Okay. So my name is Tamara Zantel. Hey, hey, y'all. I empower parents to breathe life into their children's dreams. I believe that one small idea can make a huge impact and it can mean big business. I started Raising a Mogul, which is my company, one of my companies, Raising a Mogul, 
from the experience, my experience of helping my nine-year-old turn her kitchen table hobby into a million-dollar brand. It's a plant-based skincare brand called Xandra that started in her kitchen, like I said. And we, to, as of today, we've shipped products all over the world. We're in major retail. And it was a journey. It was a journey. So Raising a Mogul was was what I needed for me. And I was desperate to find other parents uh, for, that I that understood what I was going through and dealing with. Um, and then other children that were wanted to be rock stars, were growing into rock stars so that my daughter can connect with them. So that was why Raising a Mogul was born. We have, we offer programming, resources, uh, consulting for kids and parent managers, the parents that are managing their young mogul's careers, whether your child's an author, a speaker, an influencer, they have a nonprofit, wherever, they, athletes, athletes, artists, the kid that is like set aside, set apart, and that you're like, this kid is going places, but I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do next. You call me. That's what you do. You call me. Call her. <laughs> you call me. We also have an agency where we help then at the next level with brand development and marketing as well. The bottom line is my mission is to help families do what I did uh, with our family in half the time or less. That's my promise. Half the time or less. It took us 10 plus years. It doesn't have to take you that long because you don't have to make all the mistakes I made. <laughs> no, I love it. And it's funny because like I remember the first time I heard it. So I want to say it was when I was homeschooling my niece and she was going down this rabbit hole of her wanting to do stuff. And like, she can catch up on all the dances. She was like, she had her pretend YouTube, like whenever she got my phone, she's like, hey guys, it's Natalia Auntie Kim. Hey guys. <laughs> so she was like, so for the people in the back, I am babysitting. I'm like house sitting for my sister. I'm over here looking because your puppy's barking and my puppies are gonna are gonna hear it and they'll start barking. So Prince, all right. <laughs> so I'm um I'm I'm house sitting for my sister. So my sister is in Jamaica for a, a week. So she um she's a caregiver over two high functioning individuals and she has two dogs. And literally her whole thing is like, here I got two kids, I got two dogs, and I got a husband. So I'm over here like I got two kids, I got two dogs, and I got my sister's husband because now he got sick. So I'm taking care of all these people and I'm like, and you in Jamaica. <laughs> and you in Jamaica. And I'm <laughs> she's right where she needs to be. Exactly. This new experience. So she's like, sipping on whatever. Like yeah, exactly. You know? I was like, and I told her every time you have a drink, take another one just for me. Be like, this is my sis. You probably right. sit right now. <laughs> so that's exactly so that's what I'm doing. So these are her two dogs. And like Princeton just it's funny, his her name, his name is Princeton. If Chris knows mine is Winston. And like he just barks because he wants to bark. I can't. Princeton and Winston. <laughs> it's all right. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, so I remember like during homeschool, like we first, and I want to say Tauntaun was with me when you came on and like, she was like, Ooh, auntie, I can start a business. And I'm like, well, you want to talk to her. Cause like, if this is anything like our math experience, I can't. <laughs> Listen, everybody has a math experience. So you're that. I get it. <laughs> if it's like anything like our math experience. Yeah, we fast track that process. So we're like the tutor that comes in and watch you through the process. So nobody has to fight, has to be angry. The attitudes stay at a, at bay and y'all can still be family. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yes, because like 
And I think for me, like, what would be the, like, the, the advice that you would give? Because I feel like a lot of times, especially now, like, kids, they're so susceptible to, like, so many different things. And, like, they have all these ideas. I feel like they're way more creative than even I was when I was a kid. So how could parents or even top-notch aunties go about being able to, like, feed into their, like, their creativity in a way that we're not like taking every idea or should we just take every idea that they have and just give them a chance to maybe try something? Well, I think it it happens in phases. So initially, depending on the age of your child and how many ideas they've had in the past, there is a phase where you want to kind of tap into whatever they're interested in, you do. It's very similar to that toddler that's in like a room full of toys and they want want to play with the blocks. They want to play with the Play-Doh. Then they want to put their hands in the dirt. Then they want to touch the fish tank. It's like exploration. That's how we learn. Right. That's how all of us learn. It's human nature. It's just and until we explore all the different mediums and touch things and throw things and lift things and put things in our mouth, we don't really know. <laughs> it's like we it's we don't know what we like. We don't know what we're destined to be or do. So I think there is something to leaning into your child's wild dreams or ideas, you know, but there is a way because I, I can imagine a lot of the parents out there like what? Like everything. <laughs> You know, like, so we have to sit down and say, okay, honey, it's the summer or it's fall, like whatever the core, whatever is happening in your family, it needs to make sense. How about we do photography this month? And then we, then we try soccer. Then we start the lemonade stand and maybe we can sell cookies at the farmer's market as well. And then it's your job as the parent manager, very important role to see how we can do it on a budget. You know, there's a lot of resources in our local environment and our communities. Maybe we can find mentors or we have friends that are doing the job or are in the industry that our young mogul might be interested in and they can spend a day with them. I mean, mm-hmm. if my daughter, if my son wanted to be a photographer. He spent a day with a photographer. And he's like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> he to be a, a, a metal smith. Like um, I took him to a local maker's uh, pl- place that had a metal shop and he made some cool things. But by the end of the weekend, he was like, nah, that's not it. He just, we, so I have these red pieces of metal on my, on my, <laughs> right? But at time, he tried it. And if he hadn't have tried it, what if he, what we say, what do we say? Um, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? So what if he grew up, invested money into going to school, into college, into training, to be a metalsmith or anything else that he thought he wanted to be, and then finished and was like, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm so glad <laughs> that he learned that in a weekend when he was 10. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so yeah. So there's phases of like all the things. And then once they start to mature and you start to notice like, well, you're really good at this, their talents and their, the things that they really are good at or really have a heart for um, will start to, to surface. And then those are the things we lean more into. And those are the things we start to invest. Mm. In. It's funny too, because now I'm like, I'm like, they probably could have said, saved me an extra year of college because I did a I did some changes of majors. Yeah. I did like four, four or five times. Yeah. And like my dad was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like with my money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It a lot of us do. A lot of us change. I mean I feel like it, I would love to know the stats on it. if anyone knows the stats on like the percentage of freshmen or even sophomore that changed their major like halfway through where they're like it is not what I thought it was, right? Because first of yeah. all, the first couple months or whatever semesters of, of college, it's extremely boring. You're like, I know this. Why do I need to know this, right? So not saying, listen, go to school. 
eat your vegetables. Like do all the things that you're supposed to do. <laughs> But also explore, follow your heart, live your dreams now, today, now. Let your kids know that it's possible, you know? And I think for me, like, my, so I had a political science degree. That was my major at first. And I didn't realize I didn't want to do it realistically until junior year because that's the only time you really start taking those classes because everything else is not, like, doesn't really do anything. And I was in there and I was like, I don't want to, like, I'm good at it. Like, I'll get good grades, but, like, I'm bored. Yeah. Like, Imagine if in that first semester there was an intro to political science where you got to shadow someone in the industry. You got to sit down and interview people. You were able to do, like, a mock class, something. And then you would kind of, even if you did it for, like, a week or it was just actually, a some like, a whole semester of this 101 entry level, do you love it or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would change the game. Come on, like I feel like they need to have that. They were like, like freshman year, like elective. Do you love it or not? Like they That's have the different ones because, like, I went from so for me, like I knew what I wanted to do, and that was always really clear. But it was like the path to get there was a, a couple of different paths, and for me, like. I was like, I don't want to, like, I want to learn in school. Like, I don't want to just take classes just to take classes and then, like, yeah. I'm over it. And it was like, so I did humanist psychology, which is funny now because it's literally what I use in my whole business. Right. But, like, if I would have just took, like, my political science stuff or the international relations, like, I would have just been, like, I probably would have just been a, a lawyer and hanging out and being bored. Oh, like, I love, I love law. You are now. Um, and you just, but feeling like you wasted <laughs> doing something else before you got to your dream, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I just think we need to lean in now. That's it. I mean, I, it's like, raise your hand if how, if you feel like your life would have been different, if the adult in your life listened more, leaned in, or actually took you serious when you said you wanted to dot, dot, dot. And I think is what kind of comes up for me as you're talking about this is I feel that because of like our age range, like I'll be 33 next week. And um, I know that there's a lot of people that are, are finally going through this expiration phase at like 30, 40. Mm -hmm. So like what advice would you give them? Because they're going through this expiration of like, what do I want to do with my life? Because like they were trying to like fill in the boxes or, or checking off the things of what people said they should do. Yeah. And now they're looking around and they're like, oh crap, this no. is my <laughs> well, we were on the path of, of people pleasing and doing what we were told, right? Because that's what society, that's what our parents, that's what our family history says that you do what you told. This is what a good human does. This is what a good person does, right? You follow the rules, you follow the path that was laid out for you. And if you don't, there's something wrong. So, and then once we get that 30, 40, as you, you know, 30s to 40s, we start to feel like we get bold, we get brave. Cause like, wait a minute, I'm paying my own bills now. So technically I can do whatever I want. So, you know, so like you get, you, you just kind of start to find your feet and you're like, so if I can do whatever I want, what happens if I do whatever I want? You know? So I would say, just like I would with a, I would advise a parent with a child, explore, go take an art class, 
go roller skate, <laughs> you know, go sign up for a workshop. There's so many resources that we can dibble and dabble in where you don't have to go all in first. You can go all in for the weekend and see if it's for you. You know, right now you can take an online class about anything, you know, about anything. So I would say go for it. Don't hold back. Keep what's paying the bills. <laughs> Keep what's paying the bills. And on the side, on the weekend. Always <laughs> she was like, look now. <laughs> now if you want to. Job tomorrow. Don't be stressed out. I did not say that. <laughs> don't, call, don't, don't call her saying I, I'm exploring 24-7 now. No. Can, can you hire me? Because now I'm like halfway out the house. I need you to be smart. <laughs> because you are not a kid. <laughs> yes, I would say you don't have a mom, a, ma a mom manager to catch you when you fall. <laughs> I would definitely say, um, explore, you know, uh, spend time now, specifically with social media and the platforms that we are all using to grow our businesses and enhance our, our visibility and our experience oh. in life. You can find someone, write it on your Facebook page. Does someone know someone that does this? Or do you do this? And go go spend some money and hang out with them for a little bit. Maybe if, if spend money if you have to fly there, you know? You might have to do that if you're that serious. But I'd rather take a $500 ticket to go sit with Carrie to see if design is my expertise, is my is really what I think it is. Because I might spend a weekend with her and be like, nah, you can have that, girl. No, sis. No, 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 no. <laughs> it sounded good. Yeah, no, I didn't realize it was psycho psychology. How? But how? Say what? <laughs> yeah, so I would say explore, follow your heart, and um, and don't stop. You know, don't I'm stop. back. You're back. I just kept talking. I'm just gonna keep talking. <laughs> People, they're just calling. They're calling me, guys. But no, okay. So I, it's funny because like I'm happy that we had this conversation because I feel like a lot of times that's the thing that everybody's like, well, yeah, like kids can explore, but like, can I explore? And I like that you said that like, you should go to explore, but you know, do it safely. Don't just, just don't put in this, don't put in the letter yet. Yeah. And then even if you decide to put in the letter, letter, I always say, have a plan, like have a real legit plan and then start working your plan. Like, don't just like say, okay, I'm about to start a business. Are we doing 10k? Yeah, next week. Like, yeah, because that's not reality. You might, it might, people might make you think that's reality, but it's not reality. And I went through a transformation. I um used to be a practice management consultant. I work with physiatrists. I help doctors that knew how to be a doctor, knew how to practice medicine or their craft, but they did not know how to build a business. That was my expertise. I was a consultant. I worked in that industry for almost 20 years, and then I decided I like food. Like food is like my love language. So I started helping re small restaurants and restaurateurs build their restaurants, hire, fire, lay out the, the restaurant, plan their menus just because I was greedy. Right. But I ended up loving it. So I was like, OK, um, this is my this is my space. I'm going to open a banquet facility because the area I live in, there's not that many and very and probably three that are black owned. So I was like, that's it. I got into it. I started the process, started the business planning, didn't spend a lot of money. And I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So I, but the whole time I still had my job. And then I retired as, as my daughter's business started to take off. I retired to work with my, for full time for my 16 year old daughter. Once I got that stable, then I started raising a mogul because that's, this is really where I'm supposed to be. Now I feel like I've found my home. 
you know, but I tried a lot of different things based on how I felt and what I wanted to give to the world. No, it's so crazy. Cause even with me, like my first company is so funny. Cause like now, like they sell it online, they sell it anywhere, but I used to sell virgin hair. Uh oh. And like, it was like, it was literally like two years before the wave of like everybody, their auntie and their cousin and the grandma selling virgin hair, <laughs> especially in Atlanta. Yes. Especially in Atlanta. Like when we started it, was, I want to say when we started, there was this place called True Glory that was the only place that had a location. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a couple people selling it like out their car. So for me, I was like, I'm not doing that. Out the trunk. I was like, I'm not selling hair out the trunk. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I did a couple of them. Like, <laughs> in the mall, they were like, I was like, you come. <laughs> in the parking lot, girl. I got you. <laughs> Let's meet at the parking lot. But what I did is like, I um, got with the hairstylist and then I sold to them wholesale. A whole, I made my own wholesale price and then they would sell it to their people. So then I felt like I was, all I was doing was like restocking. Like, yes. That's awesome. I did, and I did that for like two years. And then like, I was also like making wigs and stuff back then, but that was my first business, but I still had a full-time job during the process. So I was like, hang ah, on. I love that. That's a good story. I didn't know that about you. I know. No, I don't talk about it a lot. Okay, but to be honest, that's actually what got me into like marketing is because we had got like, we were really popular and like we were making, we were, I was making maybe like, maybe like seven, maybe it's like seven, eight K a month. So we were making good money, but I remember like, I want, I was like, oh, I feel like we can like, we can do some numbers if I can figure this out. So I hired a marketing agency mm. and I didn't know anything about social media. I didn't know anything about the numbers or anything. And they were like, we'll get you 10,000 impressions. And I'm like talking to my friends. I'm like, yo, like this is going to be it. Like we might have 10,000 impressions on this. And I think I paid like $3,000. <laughs> It was like five thousand. Uh, we spent. I was like, oh, I was like, this is gonna be it. Like we we're gonna skyrocket. And I paid the five thousand dollars. We got the ten thousand pressures and no sales. And I was like, what the hell? I was, I was like, what? And the, I was like, they lied to me. I feel bamboozled. Yeah, they got you. <laughs> they got you. They got me good, I but I didn't them. know. <laughs> yeah, and I always tell people, it's like, use my agency. I can do it. <laughs> They're like, come on, up. like they were like, yeah, I got. I was like, I was telling, but it was crazy because I just didn't know. And I think for me, like that was one of my pushes to really like help with like visibility and marketing because like a lot of times, one of the things that I didn't know is that when it comes to ads, it has to be a balance between organic and non-organic. It has to be fixed. And I think for me, that was a piece. Um, that was a piece that I needed to understand. And that's when when I started this, I was like. Yes, we can do paid ads, but we have to have a really, really strong organic strategy because that's where the that's where trust happens. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I was like, all paid ads are supposed to be an amplification of that trust. Yes. And when I learned that, I was like, oh, I could have. And then when I learned what impressions were, I got more upset. I was like, are you kidding me? Listen, we don't know what we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And that's it. It's okay. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, I was so upset with myself. Like, I was like, I can't with this meal. Like, I can't know. I can't tell nobody this. 
Well, the world is listening now. Okay? I know. Now you know. You are so successful at this point in your life. It does not matter. <laughs> it does not matter. Nobody cares. This yeah, is- nobody cares now. But yeah, like, I, I want to say we still the Instagram still up and hangs out, but it's just so funny because I'm like, just thinking that was 2014 when we wow. when I started that. And then, like, to just to be where I'm at now is just crazy. And I'm like, oh, Carrie with the old oh, virgin hair, Carrie. I used to know all the people. Virgin hair, Carrie. Like, Carrie, you- can I get a 613? I'm like, I got you. Loose That's weight. Beautiful. Got you. That's beautiful. <laughs> what a story. That's great. See, this is this is how we inspire people, you know, telling, being authentic and sharing our journeys. Um, because I feel like a lot of us, specifically those of us that are entrepreneurs, we feel like we're the only ones. We're the only one with like the story or the failure or the I didn't know or I feel bamboozled. <laughs> like so when we hear other people share their story and their journey and they still overcame that, you know, it's like I'm not saying we arrived to our final destination, but we're overcoming, you know, yeah. in, in spite of. In so spite I feel of. Like we need to we need to share more of these the ebb and flows yeah the ebbs and flows and I feel like that's the piece that's like so powerful about like just like listening to your story and listen to like your daughter's story of how she grew from like the kitchen table to like now um, a multi-million dollar company just shows that of understanding the ebbs and flows and how to be able to leverage them to like push you higher yes absolutely absolutely I agree <laughs> I agree you're so girl. I didn't That's why I work so hard doing what I do. This is why it's about understanding that what we do is possible. That's the first hurdle. That's the first barrier, right? That's my first challenge. Um, and which is why I'm I, you know, we're talking about visibility. That's why I have to be visible, you know, so I can let people know that this is possible. What anything you see on TV, anything you see that you're praising, that you're wondering, that you're following, it's also possible for you if you really want it. So how, like, have you ever had fears around visibility? Oh my goodness. Um, Cause I would say, I was, I don't think you have. Cause I'd be like, oh, she be, she, that girl be doing her thing. Listen, I have, I have. Um, Because I, when I came on the scene, so I wasn't just like you, where you didn't have a social media knowledge and all that. I didn't have it either. I was in corporate. So I, you, I had a Facebook page, but I only had like 50 friends, you know, like just family or maybe a 500. They were all family, you know? And then um, when I decided to build this business, I had to learn really quickly, you know? So, and then the coaches and the examples of what you want to do that you see, they show, were showing up very perfect. You know, like the lighting was great. The hair was great. The eyebrows. And I don't even have eyebrows naturally. <laughs> So I was like, when am I going to get eyebrows? I didn't know Carrie with the virgin hair at the time. So I'm like, and it was a lot of together. You know, so I had a lot of that fear that a lot of us have when, when you're showing up, you know. But you know what? What was stronger than any fear I had was the desire to help families, the desire to find other people like me, to like kind of call my tribe, my people and rally them so that I could support them and they could support me, that was bigger than any fear, fear I had, you know? See, yeah. this, this is why you warm my heart. Like, this is it. So literally, like, I always tell people, they're like, Carrie, how do you get over your fears around visibility? And I said, your impact will always outweigh your fears when it yep. comes from a place of, when it comes from a place of truth and love. Yep. Like, it will always outweigh it. So it's like, when you ask yourself, like, 
for me, like I want to inspire people to see what's possible when they step into their life. So it's like, I know if I don't step into mine, my people will have the permission not to step into theirs. Exactly. So yeah. it's like, I have to step into mine because like, they'll try to call me up be like, well, here, you, you, you've been chilling. I'm like, uh-uh, <laughs> happened. I was like, go check out my video from two, uh, three months ago. It's there. Here's yeah, I know, right? Back yeah. For you. It'd be a fresh, fresh new. Yeah. A lot of times, like, I'll be honest, like, I'll get busy and I'm like, dang, we haven't posted anything. And I'm like, let's go back into the vault. Let's bring yeah. it back. Because and anything that you put time into and you work at, it's going to continue to pay off. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. But no, I, I love that. And it's like, I always tell people, like, everybody, like, even me, like, I have fears around visibility. Like there, there's times where I'll sit here and I'll second guess stuff and I'll be like, okay, action. And then I'll go and I'll, I'll do my stories, but it's like, I have to remember why I'm doing my stories. I'm not doing them for me. Mm -hmm. Like, cause if it was for me, I wouldn't do them. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do them at all if it was just for me. But no, there's people waiting for you. They're counting on you and almost and I don't care whether it's the people that are there to support you or the people that are waiting for you to make your your next move so they can do what they're going to do for their next move. The bottom line is there are people waiting. And I feel like I am doing people an injustice when I don't show up. And that's so, why. Um, I don't know. Have you, have you been following? Did you follow my stories this week? I haven't. I have not been online that much this week. Speaking, I feel of like everybody has. Everybody like we ain't been online. So my sister, um, as she's also my client, um, she had her event Sunday. Um, so all last week, like we were finishing things, but I created these affirmation cards for her that we put on the table, and okay. one of them says, "You inspire the people that pretend not to see you. Trust me." They see you. They see you. They see you. More, even when no, it seems like you're on Zoom, on Facebook Live, on IG Live, or wherever, and there's crickets, and you're like, "Okay, okay, I'll just keep talking until somebody joins." Now, because this pop girl, give what you got, because someone is always going to see it. And then what's going to happen is, is exactly what happened to me. What's happened to Carrie is that people will come back and be like, I've been following you for so long. I just blank, blank, blank. But now I'm here. Wait for it. It is going to happen. So you are showing up for yourself. Yes. But you're also showing up for all the people that are going to come for, for months, years, weeks, forever. That is going to help you build your business, build your legacy, build, make, continue to make this major impact. That's the goal. That's the mission. So, yeah. And I'll tell you, like, most people, like, for us, none of our clients ever liked anything, liked or comment on anything that we've ever posted until they became a client. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I'll ask them, I was like, where did you find it? Like, oh, we've been following you for, for, for months now. And I'm like, and this me, and you couldn't like nothing. <laughs> Couldn't. You could be like, hey, could hey, you know, uh, comment, comment or something like, I see you. <laughs> no, <laughs> anything like you, like anything, like even like a thumbs up, like nothing. And they were like, well, you know, like I meant to, but you know, sometimes I'll read your content. It would make me think about stuff. And then I would just go on to another oh, thing. Sometimes con uh, the content, if you're doing it right, it can be conflicting, you yeah. know, disruptive. It could make people see themselves. And then sometimes they have to sit in it for a little while and then decide they want to do something about it. And then they come find you. Mm -hmm. The line is it's our job to make people feel like we are the ones that can solve their problem. So when they realize they're ready, 
and they're ready to, you know, make it happen, we're the first name that pops in their head. That's it, right? So you don't have to talk to me until we get on that consulting call. <laughs> <laughs> and let's keep going to get deep together. Ready, honey. <laughs> I'm going to be all right because you know what I like? I like the sound of my voice and I know what I'm giving is good. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. I'm sorry. but It's so funny because like I did, um, I did a challenge and I felt like they were super short because like for me, like I was like, I just need like one person to come hang out with me and then I can like go deep. And like, I felt like I was giving like surface level stuff. Like I felt like I was like giving like surface level man i was at my sister's event and they're like oh my gosh carrie i watched your challenge it's so good i'm like in my head i'm like which tell you the nothing. last one that one was <laughs> See, that's how we always are with ourselves because we are so brilliant and so talented we feel like if it did if we didn't break a sweat we didn't really do no work yeah i'd be like i just people and that's not how it has to be you know there's a where where we have to change the way we view success and um like hard work i still work very hard it doesn't mean i have to be all exhausted by you know at the end of the day i didn't have to run a marathon or look like i did you know i can still look you know like this and <laughs> you see they're, oh, they're <laughs> okay <laughs> all right i'm done i'm not i'm done sorry y'all do okay. you see why i love her this conversation <laughs> do you see well, I love that girl. Oh, you, you just be, I'm just obsessed. Just know I'm obsessed with you. <laughs> I remember when I was like, when I said I was so salty, when I saw you at Aurora, I'm like, how she get the, hey, y'all didn't want to ping me to the when car. I was at, uh, when I was in the airport? No, well, oh, I was real salty when you were at the airport. I was like, I was like, oh, she came to Denver? Girl. <laughs> I was, I was like, this girl ain't different than Colby. But no, I think you had did a Zoom with uh with Aurora and she had did a little screenshot. And I yes. Like, I saw that thing. I was like, yes, that's why we're gonna do a screenshot right now. <laughs> but, but this was me. Yeah, we're gonna do our screenshot. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, ready? Let's see. Got it. Okay, I'm <laughs> y'all get the little. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, I, you know I love me some Aurora, so it was all that was the only reason why I was okay. But I was, but I was like, y'all couldn't ping me. <laughs> Next time, girl, we'll make it a, a group hangout. Yeah, just ping me, girl. Yes, I'll come for you. I'll come running for you, girl. And I love you. Okay, so where can like what do you have going on next? Where can people find you? All the things. Oh, awesome. So you can find me anywhere on the interwebs at Tamara's Aunt Tells, just like you see with uh, here with my name, uh, or at Raising a Mogul, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the things, LinkedIn, find me. And anything, any way, um, anything I have going on, you'll always have the links. All my profiles are optimized. So you can be able to find me real easy. <laughs> know how to do this so no seriously uh right now we're, i'm preparing for the launch of yamogo prep school yamogo prep school is our young ceo it's like a it's like an mba for the young the young entrepreneur for the kidpreneur the mba kidpreneur mba i like to call it so that is uh we're opening the doors to that next week 
Um, I'm super excited to for all the things that are coming up. We have a conference coming next year in Disney, the Raising a Mogul Family Conference. Yeah, we're we doing it. We're doing it big. COVID tried to steal my joy for a couple years, but we're back. We're back like we never left. So, me and Tata are gonna have to pack a bag. <laughs> yes, come on, come on. Oh, I'm like Tata, let's go. Brand themselves. <laughs> let's get it. She'll be like, she'll be like, I'm gonna do Brandon like my auntie. All right. So, guys, I hope you understand why I love her, why I think she's such a gift to the world. Thank you for hanging out with me. This call was so fun. Um, And I will see, we will see you guys next time. I'm gonna hang out with Tierra. Oh my gosh, my head. Tamara tomorrow. And then I will see you guys later. Bye, everyone. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Visibility Playground podcast. If you're now like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to dive into my visibility, or you're just like, I just want to assess where I am in my visibility journey, take the Visibility Vitals Check Quiz. You can go to www.visibilityvitalquiz.com. I will make sure that I put it in the show notes, but make sure that you go take the quiz, DM me, let me know how it went. Talk soon.